Good morning, everyone. Welcome those who are joining online. Yeah, we are starting a three-week series on who needs Christmas. Because I'm sure that many of you are aware of that Christmas can add added stress. I see some of you shaking your heads. Emotional stress. We always say it's the most wonderful time of the year, but it's not for some people. Because this Christmas season, they'll be celebrating Christmas without loved one who has departed from this world. And it can bring emotional stress to them. There's financial stress. You know, if you don't stay in the budget, before you know it, you're spending more than you thought. And when that credit card bill comes in, it's like, whoa, we did what? You ordered, huh? And it can bring financial distress. And then I can say this. Praise God for pre-lit trees. (laughs) Except for when you plug them in. And there's a couple sections that are out. That happened to me this year. And And then there's gift giving. How many stress out over gift giving? Thank you. It is. It's stressful. Are they going to like it? Are they not going to like it? Is it the right size? Is it the right color? You know, what if they don't? Send it back. And then on gift giving, now's the added stress. Are you going to even receive the package? Sunday, last Sunday night, Heather's phone goes off. I go, what's that? She goes, a package has been delivered. Seven o'clock Sunday night, they're out delivering packages. I heard the truck pull up, but I didn't see the motion light come on. She said, a package has been delivered. I go, I don't think so. So I go out to the front. I go, there's no package here. She said, well, it says it's been delivered. I don't care if it says it's been delivered or not. It's not here. So she goes on. She goes, well, it says that you should check the neighbor's porches. Well, all my neighbors have the dingy ringing video thing, and I don't want to be caught on their camera thinking that I'm a creeper. So we live in a hat townhouse, so I walk down the street. I said, I don't see any packages. I mean, and then she goes online, well, we'll send you a return address label. Well, how can we return something we didn't even have? So to make a long story short, yesterday the package came in, but now I'm with this added stress, and the disappointment of humanity that someone actually thought that package was theirs and he treated it like manna from heaven. And then there's the holiday gatherings. And can I just be real, real with you? The people talking. Are they vaccinated? Have they gotten their boosters? Are they not vaccinated? And you get people who want to come, but they don't want to be with unvaccinated people. Come on, people. That's the day and age we're living in. And it adds so much added stress that we get to the point of saying, who needs Christmas? Maybe this year, we'll just skip it. 15 years ago, it's about 15 years ago, I started a new tradition it started with 15 years ago. Someone gave me the book by John Grisham, Skipping Christmas. They turned it into the movie, you know, uh, Christmas with the Cranks. 
And the biggest thing you learn from that story is even though you probably may want to try to skip Christmas, you find out it's not possible. But every year, uh, right after Thanksgiving, I go to Barnes and Noble and I'll get a Christmas story book and you know, I, I just read it the, the month before Christmas to just try to put me into the Christmas mood. But there are many today who feel, who needs Christmas? But I'm here to tell you, more than ever before, the world needs Christmas. This world, who needs Christmas? The world needs Christmas. Let me give you a quote by J.B. Phillips. I find this a great mystery and a great wonder. God has been here on this planet in person. What we are celebrating is not a jolly, not a feast of jolly old father Christmas or good king Wenceslas or a beautiful fairy tale. We are celebrating the visit of God. How marvelous. And more than ever before, the world needs Christmas. And I'm just going to give you some reasons why the world needs Christmas. Why Christmas? Because the world needs to know that God wants to be known. God wants to be known before his creation. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, lived among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father full of grace and truth. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. There are many people today who don't even believe that there is a God, but he still wants to make himself known to them. There are others who won't deny God, but they just think he created this world and is kind of like off and doesn't care about humanity. And God wants to make himself known to them. I always refer to what David says in Psalms 23, verse 6. I love these words, what David says about his God. Surely, goodness and mercy. Surely, God's goodness and his mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And if you've heard me say that word follow in the Hebrew is radaf. And, and follow is not really a good translation. The word means pursues. God's goodness and his mercy pursues. It hunts you down. It chases after you. God wants to make himself known. And he chases after this world with his goodness and his mercy. Christmas, to me, is a reminder of how God 
chose to reveal himself to us. It's that time of the year we start getting Christmas cards. You ride past people's homes. Let me ask a question. When you get a Christmas card, and there's the manger, do you see a cute little baby, or do you see God? When you ride by the church, oh, look at the cute little baby, or do you see God? God wants to reveal himself. He wants to make himself known to this world. Jesus said, he who has seen me has seen the Father. Now I know there's a game that people play with God. One of the games that people play with God is hide and go seek. They hide from God and they want God to find them. But let me tell you something. God never plays hide and seek with us. He never hides himself for us to go looking for him because he always wants to be known. That's why the world needs Christmas. Why Christmas? Because this world needs to know that God loves them. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever, whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. You ever sit around and wonder, how did Christmas get to what it is today? You ever wonder that? I can tell you how. Money, 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 money. It's all about the money. But if you ever question the motive of Christmas and you think it's money, you're wrong. Because right here is the true motive of why we need Christmas. The true motive is that God so loved us. He so loved his creation. He so loved you and me. And the motive was he wants us to be with him throughout eternity. But he knew that sin separates us from a holy God. Therefore, he had to give his son, Jesus Christ, to sacrifice his life, a sinless life, so that we could restore it back to them. The true motive of Christmas is God sent his son because he wants us to live with him throughout eternity. That's the true motivation of Christmas. Why? Because God loves the world. Now I know that this time of the year can be hard for many because they feel unloved. They feel alone. And life can be hard. But the world needs Christmas because they need to be reminded that they are not alone and they are loved. And his name is Emmanuel, God with us. I always love the way Max Lucado writes. And in his book, When God Whispers Your Name, Max Lucado has this great way of saying something that's very profound. Are you ready? 
If God had a refrigerator, your picture would be on it. If he had a wallet, your photo would be in it. This is day before cell phones. You'd be on his contact and you would be in his gallery as well. He sends you flowers every spring and a sunrise every morning. Face it, friend. He's crazy about you. This world needs Christmas because they need to be reminded of how much God loves them. Why Christmas? Well, because God understands life. One of the things I'm doing this Christmas season is, in my own personal study, I have been focusing on the life of Joseph. Because I've always said that Joseph is kind of the forgotten figure in Christmas. We always talk about Jesus. We always talk about Mary. We talk about the shepherds. We talk about the wise men. But we kind of like, Joseph is that one forgotten in amongst the manger scene. So on uh, December 23rd for our Friday night Christmas celebration, uh, as I've been going through the life of Joseph, I'm just going to share some thoughts on that night, the forgotten figure of the manger. But we know that an angel appeared to Joseph in a dream. Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I remember growing up in church, Methodist church, and they would always talk about the incarnation. Remember that word, that big theological card, incarnation. And I'm sitting there as a little kid thinking he's talking about breakfast. Come on. Incarnation is in breakfast, you know what I'm saying? That's the incarnation. That's all I ever thought about was, you know, what's this have to do with breakfast? And then as I got older, I realized that the word, the theological term, comes from two Latin words. In, the preposition, means in. The second word in Latin is carnos. Carnos is flesh. And literally it means in flesh. Now God is spirit. But he went through a transformation to come here on earth and became flesh and blood to identify with what life is like here on earth. He became one of us. I used to watch, I don't think it's on anymore, but I would watch it from time to time. Anybody remember that show, Undercover Boss? Where the CEO went undercover and wanted to find out what his employees thought about his... I always thought that was kind of... That's kind, it's almost like undercover boss. God becomes us because he wants to know what life is like here on earth. Years back, kings... Kings used to send their servants to the tavern at night to hear what the people were saying about the king. He would send his servants, his spies. He would tell them, go sip ale. Go sip ale and find out what the townspeople are saying about me. Go sip ale. They believe that's where the word gossip was derived from. Gossip. Go sip ale. Find out. So God came here to earth so that he could 
identify with us. Now, a priest is one who goes on behalf of his people to intercede. Jesus is our high priest. That's what Hebrews tells us. And Hebrews says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who is tempted in every way just as we are, yet was without sin. Because he became flesh and blood and walked this earth and lived this life, there's nothing that you are going through that he cannot identify with. That he doesn't understand. So no matter how difficult life becomes, no matter what people are saying about you, no matter what temptation you're facing, no what struggling you're having, Jesus says, I know what it's like. I know what you're going through. I've been there. Why Christmas? Because the world needs to know As they go through this life, there is one who understands their struggles and their trials. Why Christmas? Because this world needs to know that nothing is impossible with God. God can do anything. Wednesday night in our Bible study, we're in Luke chapter 1, and we were talking about uh, when the birth of John the Baptist was foretold, which was a miracle in itself. Zechariah, he got picked to offer incense that day. The angel Gabriel comes to Zechariah, and Zechariah and Elizabeth were well beyond the years of bearing children. And God, through Gabriel, told Zechariah, Your prayers have been heard. Your prayers are answered. Your wife will conceive and give birth to a son. And you are to give him the name of John. A miracle. And because of Zechariah's disbelief, he couldn't speak until the baby was born. Then you follow up with the birth of Jesus to a woman who was a virgin. A virgin birth is physically and naturally impossible. But I have always said that I think it's so amazing that one of the most significant ways God showed himself to us was through a miracle of a virgin birth. You see, the world forgets that God can do anything. And this world needs Christmas because the world needs to be reminded that God can do the impossible. That God can do anything. Paul writes it this way to the church at Ephesus. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. Imagine something impossible. And Paul says God can even do more than that. More than you ask or more than you imagine. According to the power that has worked within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and forever. God wants all. All generations to know that nothing is impossible with him. That's why the world needs Christmas. Why does the world need Christmas? 
Because they need to be reminded that God keeps his promises. And listen, there is a promise that he made that he hasn't fulfilled yet. What is that promise? I'm coming again. This world needs Christmas more than ever because they need to be reminded of the promise that Jesus is coming again. Now, this passage of Scripture is taken from Zechariah's song. In fact, this Wednesday night, we'll be taking a look at the birth of John the Baptist and the song that Zechariah sang. And here's part of the song. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he said through the holy prophets long ago. Those prophetic words were fulfilled. That God does keep his promises. Now, we try our best, don't we? But has anybody ever broken a promise before? (laughs) Come on, let's see those hands. (laughs) Yeah, we all do. We all try our best. I recently read a story about this grandmother she didn't want to travel for the holidays, and she was just, she got to the point where she didn't know what to give her grandkids anymore. Come on, you ever been there before? So she decided she would just write them all a check, put it in a Christmas card, and mail it to them. So one day she sat there writing out the checks to all her grandchildren. She got the Christmas card, and she would write, buy your own present this year. Love, Granny. So she mailed the cards. And after the Christmas festivities, she was horrified because under a stack of paper, she found all the checks she had written and forgot to put them in the card. So all her grandkids got this beautiful Christmas card that says, buy your own present this year with no money in it. Love, Granny. (laughs) I'm here to tell you, God's word is not an empty Christmas card. It's not an empty Christmas card. It's filled with the promises and the fulfillment of those promises. God keeps his promises. Why Christmas? Why Christmas? Because this lost world needs to know that God is revealing himself. Wants to make himself known. That he loves them. And there's nothing too difficult for him. He understands life. And he makes his promises that he keeps. Why Christmas? Because this world needs to know that God wants to rescue them. The angel announced today in the town of David, the Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Christ, that's the Greek. Messiah is the Hebrew. But they both mean the anointed one. Born in this day is the anointed one. 
the one who has come to rescue you, the one who has come to save, the one who has come to free you from your captivity. The one who wants to make himself known. Yeah, there is a promise that he would return. Sometimes people go, but where is that? Pastor, ever since I was a kid, I've been hearing about Christ is returning. And he hasn't returned yet. And I always go back to 2 Peter. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. He's just patient. Because why? He wants the whole world to have an opportunity. He wants the whole world to know. He's not willing that, wanting any to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. God is patient because he wants this whole world given the opportunity of giving the invitation to come to him. When I think about Pastor Bonnie, you can come. Who needs Christmas? This world needs Christmas. This world needs to know that they're lost and God is looking for them. That God loves them. And in the midst of their confusion of not knowing, God understands because he's lived here before. When faced with despair, he wants them to know that he can do the impossible. When everything in this life and those political campaigns that promise so much and they never fulfill, God wants this world to know that he is one who does keep his promises. And that he wants his creation to live with him throughout eternity. So this Christmas season, if the pre-light tree doesn't light up all the way and you get a little stressed, or the cookie doesn't come out the way you want it, or on Christmas morning, that present you bought doesn't fit the loved one that you bought it for, or maybe a family member can't come because, well, they have different views on, you know what, don't get all stressed out, you know why? Because this world needs Christmas. Not with the commercial trappings, but in the reality and the truth of why God came here to earth. Would you bow your heads with me?